0: Back, conversators, to the sixth episode of KTCG Radio
1: Podcast. That's right, we're the podcast that can guarantee you love, we can guarantee that you will end up like Derek Jackson. And uh, we're talking about dating this episode, dating advice, actually. And disclaimer we're not professionals, we're not, not, not even responsible for your relationships or. Whether or not you use our, our advice to actually do something with it, uh-huh. we're not responsible for that. Okay. This is just an episode of us talking about our relationship experiences and what we've done, what we've experienced, and what we just want to share to the public. You got anything else to add? No, that's pretty much
0: it. I'm glad you threw that little disclaimer. <laughs> Don't come for me, okay? In the comments.
1: Yeah. And so we're going to be basically breaking this episode up into phases. To basically organize everything. So, I guess this episode was mainly my idea. And I'm um, bringing, I'm inviting Jamise to the conversation. Uh, the three phases are basically, you know, liking someone. That initial phase of you realizing your feelings. What else do you think is in phase one?
0: Of liking someone?
1: Yeah. Or like phase one of like beginnings of love and relationships.
0: Oh, there's a lot of like, what would you consider? I mean, when you like someone, you have to try and figure out whether or not they like you back, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you could do a, it's a multitude of things, it's like a, a game of cash,
1: okay? Okay, and then phase two is going to be the acceptance/slash rejection. Of course, if you are met with rejection, phase two would be the end yeah. of <laughs> the cycle. You just if you were enough to get accepted. We will be talking about like you know what to expect potentially the first few months of a relationship. Have you ever thought of like anything else besides just liking that person? Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of things that go into actually dating and realizing that that person likes you back. Yeah. Do you have anything else?
0: No, just I'm just gonna echo what you said. But I feel like <laughs> when you like someone, it's like oh my god, like okay, it feels so nice and blurry, but then it's like it gets real.
1: Fast. Yeah, it definitely does get real. It gets real. <laughs> and then phase three would be dating. Like, first six months and out. on. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, to some people, it is hell. Like, even getting that acceptance may be the wrong choice.
0: Yeah. But we're definitely gonna
1: talk about that mm-hmm. in this episode. So, enough of the intro. Let's jump right into it. So, phase one: liking somebody. What do you think? How, how have you liked somebody? What has gone through your mind?
0: I think I. I don't know if I, because I feel like there's a. I think people get a lot of things messed up, like between you liking someone and you find just finding someone attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's the big difference between the two? Right,
1: like. I, I think that. Because you know,
0: usually you just look at. I don't know for me when I have liked people it's been off of like just first impression which is seeing you. Yeah. Yeah and then it's like then later on it probably becomes.
1: Hm. I mean for me liking someone it can involve of course it involves attraction. Yeah. But I feel like it's more than attraction because I feel like you can be attracted to people and like once you get to like start talking to them then you realize that they might not have a high IQ as you wanted or they're not you know as artistically creative that you expected them to be Mm -hmm. so i feel like liking someone is that environment or mindset where you're solidified that you've actually like okay this person might be the one that i want to be with
0: yeah
1: yeah you have anything else to add
0: No, um, I don't think
1: so. That's fine. I mean, we can definitely delve can into, into that. Yes. And so, when you like somebody, there's always the, I would say, hmm, how should I put it? That that state where okay, there's a point where I'm gonna eventually invest in this person. Maybe. But yeah. what happens when you don't confess and you're just in that phase of where, okay, if I do tell this person I like them, this can happen. Mm-hmm. If I don't tell this person, that can happen. Yeah. And I, like the scientist that I am, <laughs> I have quoted this like Schrodinger's thoughts. Like, if you don't understand the concept of Schrodinger's cat, which is basically... You know, you have this box of poison and then a cat is placed into it and you close the box. And the fact that you close the box, that instance, that cat can either be alive or dead. You don't know. Mm -hmm. And then Schrodinger's cat is the belief that that cat is in both realities. It can be alive or dead and dead. That's the important fact. So when you don't tell somebody, You understand where (laughs) you're accepted and rejected at the same time. And I feel like that can drive people crazy. Yeah, because
0: you need to
1: know. Yeah, I feel like people who don't know can get obsessed with their thoughts and then they may make the situation worse for them in the long run. I don't know if you have. I don't
0: know. I guess it would depend. I mean because we're not Think about it, I mean, you know, your face, nice coquette here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like when I've flirted with people, mm-hmm. like, it's just been, like, I haven't been, like, stressed about, like, Ooh, do they like me? Oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Oh my gosh. Like, I haven't been pressed or all, like, focused on mm-hmm. what's gonna happen next. It's more so, like, oh, okay, we're flirting. Uh, let me just see what happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Um, I think when it becomes like that is if like I've had crushes. I think I, I have a very difference between like there's a crush and there's like somebody that I'm like interested in or like I like them. Right. Okay. Like for me probably the crush would probably make you do things mm-hmm. or like go out of your way and make you do things that you probably shouldn't even be doing. Like that'll drive you crazy you'll we'll probably end up just running down the hallway just to see him or something. Like yeah. that's very extra. <laughs> but um I don't know. I guess it would depend how like driven your like feelings are for this person.
1: Okay. I mean the sim talking. I've always thought that being nice would make somebody like you. Yeah. And so like <laughs> I was what you, what the young kids would call a girl clown. It's basically a dude that would just do anything for the girl, just to like feel that reciprocation of like, oh, there's a chance that she may like me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's dangerous for people who, I mean, I for one had lower, lower self esteem in high school. Yeah. So I felt like. I needed that acceptance from a woman in order to feel validated as a man and I felt like that definitely gave me a dangerous mindset where instead of working working on myself, I'm putting all of this energy into being as presentable as as I can be and not really making myself interesting to that person. And so I'm just this dude that's just nice. Not really, just one dimension, not really deaf. Not so, deaf to my character.
0: So, what is it like? It's like you're doing most of the work?
1: Not that I'm doing most of the work, but you're only showing her. I'm doing the only person on the vehicle. <laughs> 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 so, like, that's it's. A nice one. It's like putting myself in a way where. I believe that my nice actions will give me a response that I deserve yes, because I'm being nice to this person. And what, what like, come to the realization that it's also other barriers you yeah, like factors that, that come into place? Yeah, of course. Like, the other person's <laughs> interest, who she's attracted to, she may not be attracted to me. I may not be as good looking. But or I maybe feel she like, doesn't
0: care that
1: you're nice. Yeah, that's also true. And other factors that just because you're nice doesn't mean you deserve that other person's time. Even though you feel like it because you feel like you're giving energy to this friendship or like relationship, like one-sided relationship, and you feel like being nice is an extra step. Yeah. How come you're not reciprocating that? Mm-hmm. that can be dangerous because then you feel like you're entitled
0: yeah.
1: to that person's time has yeah. any guy ever made you feel like they felt like they were entitled <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah. They, basically
0: that they felt like i should have reciprocated something back yeah i don't know i mean i mean i i think i've talked to a lot of like nice guys but I don't think people have like gone out of their way Mm -hmm. like or they they walked up to me or they text me and been like oh i did this why why are you not doing this or something Mm -hmm. like that i mean obviously there's the whole reciprocation of like oh if i'm like doing this for her like i'm gonna want some sex like there's a there's a lot of steps that some guys take to try to get you to the point where they're like to justify that they should be able to have sex with you
1: okay
0: um so i think that is that is one thing that was what i was Add on to you is that um, this whole like idea of reciprocation. I feel like it's very like I feel like if you want to be nice, then that's what you want to do. Okay. Like you have to genuinely want to do something because you can't expect people to do the same thing back for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that that and it's hard. It's really hard to think that because it's like, I mean, I guess the universe tells us that like you know we do good things, good things will come. But it's like I guess if you if you're being nice to someone, you want them to be nice back to you. If you're being mean to them, you would expect them to be mean back to you. Mm -hmm. Like we expect all these negative things, but then it's like like in reciprocity, right? We expect the negative things to happen. Obviously, if I punch you in the face, I'm expecting you to punch me back. But it's like, oh I'm being nice to you, you need to be nice to me. But you don't what if I'm having a bad day? What if I don't want to be nice? What if something happened in the past that I don't want to be nice? Like that it's it's very difficult, Mm I think. Like that's definitely true. But it's definitely dangerous. Like if you want to be nice to someone, just Do it generally from the bottom of your heart. Like that's what you want to do, not because you want to get something back from her.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like girls and guys approach relationships differently or
0: in terms of what?
1: In terms of like these steps, right? Liking somebody. Do you think girls ever feel entitled? Because they were being nice, or is that like an evil of the guys?
0: If they're being entitled,
1: like nice girls, for example, like give their time, they do, they do for the new. I
0: guess it would be like if it's considering we're talking about you know the liking someone phase one. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be more so like her thought process would be like why I guess it would be like why doesn't he like me already? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm already doing all these things, what what's missing in mm-hmm. a way so like that's I feel like that's the reciprocity part right there. like mm-hmm. if I'm doing all of this, mm-hmm. why is none of this working? like what is it? what's going on? Um, mm-hmm. and which I feel like is probably the same for guys too no mm-hmm. like just trying to figure out why she isn't attracted or like trying to tell you that
1: she I mean, loves you Yeah, I feel like those thoughts obviously come to mind. But, and speaking generally, I think that nice girls may, it's almost like the reverse. so like guys may feel entitled, girls may feel like they're missing something, or they're not good enough to get his attention. Yeah, which is, yeah, what i the same? That's just my thinking of the situation. I don't know if that's true because you've never really pursued anybody. Now.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you allowing?
1: Because that's, you're, you're not in the war, you're just <laughs> the queen in the castle is waiting for the warrior to arrive, basically. Well, I mean, yeah,
0: I've never, I've never, because I've never, I don't know, I I was always told mm-hmm. that like, or like my like I guess in my mind, my mom never sat there and told me like mm-hmm. oh like we never spoke about a guy I liked and she was and I was like oh and she was like oh maybe you should like tell him or oh, maybe you should let him know like I think in my process for the things that have gone and have happened throughout my relationships and stuff, like just the whole just talking with a boy, what does that mean? What like what happens next? I think it was mm-hmm. always the guy coming to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No matter what. Like I could have a crush. Like, I a crush on one boy, probably like middle school, high school, and all this other stuff. But they were always coming. So mm-hmm. I was like, like, I walk down the street. I On, you know, social media, it would be something. But I always, I never sat there and, like, reached out to someone who was like, yeah, I like you. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, like, I, I don't know. i never, i always waited. Or like, it just happened to come from them first. And then I'm like, okay, cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's see what happens.
1: But you... have have liked somebody and waited for them to like approach you. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm
0: a I'm a flirt, so I flirt my way into these things.
1: <laughs> so in that mindset, was one of these guys your friend, like friends first before liking them?
0: Before liking them? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say friends. You think before you. Are you saying before you? No, no, not <laughs> just in general. <laughs> just in
1: general, like have you?
0: No, none of them were okay. friends. Okay. Yeah, I'm highly sure of that one. None mm-hmm. of them were friends, so they were all somewhat like a stranger, or I knew them from school, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider them a friend. That's what I'm saying. Like we, it's not like we hang out. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it was more so if it mm-hmm. started off as something, it started off as like the whole basis would be probably getting into a relationship or something, some yeah. sort of
1: situation. Okay. Yeah. I mean my experience as a um I don't know, I feel like <laughs> being friends first wasn't ever a choice. Yeah. And so like it took me time to like somebody once I liked them that's when things got difficult. That's when I was caught in the Schrodinger's thoughts. And so I think phase one liking someone I've always had the issue of like potentially losing a friend. Yeah. And so it was difficult for me to that's what that's the main catalyst that put me in those thoughts like oh my God, if I were to like not confess and then I'm in that cycle, of that that down spiral. And so, I've never really had the space to like think of the benefits of being friends first, because like <laughs> most of the time, these girls weren't liking me back. So obviously, the only other way to like see who they were and know about them was to become friends yeah And luckily i had that ability to make friends and so when my feelings grew it just got harder and harder for me to like see them with like other dudes and then hugging on them like (laughs) i was just like damn i wish that could be me (laughs) oh my gosh that's so terrible note to the conversators, the audience, I feel like that's important because I don't want to say like your (laughs) friendships are more important than how you feel. You always gotta put your feelings first. Yeah. Because that's um, like if you're emotionally sensitive, your emotions may drive your personality. Like if you're sad, that's gonna affect your whole day. So... When you're liking someone, take the time to think thoroughly about this. Like, do you care about the relationship first? Or do you care about the friendship first? Because you, it is difficult, but you have to be able to weigh that. Because you confess, that may make the person feel weird to be around you. And you can't help that. And it's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, if that person is a really good friend, there will probably be some space, and then they come back to you and be like, okay, I don't like you back, but I believe that we can still be good friends. And it's up to you to like, really weigh that choice, that decision, and realize whether or not that would be a healthy scenario for you. If you don't think you can hold out, if your feelings are too strong, I recommend that, you give yourself some space, you know, take some time, definitely come back to that person and explain why do you think that that situation won't work out. And it's unfortunate, but I feel like that's something I realized along the way, that you got to be, if you really love this person and you really care about them, and if they care about you too, the friendship will last. And then you're, you, you just have to realize that those things are momentary and eventually you'll find a way to move on and that's up to you and your, your fate, your future. So don't ever think that decisions you're making can like completely change your life, but just, just think about it, you know, and, um, On the flip side, also think about like what your relationship would look like. Yes, you like this person, but how would that look like if you thoroughly know them? Like, have you ever experienced liking somebody and then imagining it in your own way? Or have you never experienced that at all? I don't
0: think I've imagined it. Yeah. Like, because I try, I guess. Like to put up this like high expectation. I mean, yeah, there are some high expectations, but I feel like you can't vision anything. Like you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going on in their head. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they plan to do. Like you can hope that this is what it will look like, Mm -hmm. right? That it would be, it would work. It would last long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you may argue, yeah, this may happen and things of that nature. But it's, I think it's, it's really hard to sit there and envision like, certain things like I guess in, in some cases you can be like can you envision yourself kissing them like those are things to think about like can you envision yourself having sex with them can you envision those like things that like if, if you know you're a friend with them yeah. can you move to that next stage like can you even interact with them in that form of way or do you mm-hmm. think she'll be able or he'll be able to interact with you in that way
1: yeah.
0: I think that's uh, an important part of it mm-hmm. right I, I mean I guess it's on where you're yeah, of course it
1: depends. So, I mean, not everybody's going to think about how they're compatible with this person because they're just infatuated with the person. Yeah. And so, <laughs> it's not like everybody thinks logically, like, hmm, will we really work out? I'm yeah. pretty sure people don't think like that. Like, do we have things in common? I mean, yeah, you might have something in common, but like, have you yeah. ever have you ever argued about mm-hmm. a serious topic before? Like,
0: mm-hmm. can you picture yourself, even as you're a friend? like what? Because those things are transferable. Yeah. Your relationships as a your relationship as a friend and then mm-hmm. your relationship as a couple like
1: mm-hmm. they transfer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's more in a sense like like if I'm dating this person, but I really like them. But you're right. Like, have you seen them when they're angry? Have you seen them? interacting with waiters, people who serve them. Are they assholes sometimes? Yeah. Is that you on weirdly? Um, those different components is why I recommend like be friends with this person. There's a way to like be friends and still keep the relationship sexy in a way, so it doesn't friend zone happen or whatever. That, <laughs> That's what coquets do. Be friends
0: up. But you know what, I'm, th- I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I feel like for me, and I'm the coquette speaking. Obviously, I feel like, and for some people, they may think like you can act one way as a friend, but like mm-hmm. now that I'm in a relationship with you, like I'm a whole totally different person. Yeah. Because I'm at this point, I've I've set these standards for what a friend should be, and I've set these standards for what a boyfriend or like how I'm going to act around that person. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really difficult, you know, mm-hmm. to get to that point of like. So how do you? I guess. How would you know if even being friends with that person is even worthwhile at that point? Because they Mm -hmm. could show you a whole, totally different kind of person. Like she may act, you know, like say friends here at the dinner table and they're like, yeah, you guys are cool, you're chilling and stuff like that. And then as, you know, as you sit there and you become a couple at that point, she's very like, I want dessert, like very, very like entitled. Imagine now she's very entitled and she's like, this is what a boyfriend should do and this is I guess you could play around and kinda of hint at what kind of guy she likes, but if you're but she's not gonna tell you that. She may or she may not tell you, depending on what the conversation is. But like you would have to be digging in it. that's just, to me that just sounds like so much work. Mm-hmm. Why would I wanna be digging in and trying to figure out what's going on? It's uh, that's homework. <laughs> <laughs> right? You get enough homework, you get enough stuff to think about in your own life. Like that's just that just sounds very crucial.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean at that point, like you just gotta confess or if you just leave it alone at that point. If mm-hmm. I gotta be doing deep diving, mm-hmm. I don't, that just, to me it just, that would bottle
1: my head. Yeah. Right. so put yourself in the shoes, in the simps' shoes. For Got yourself. it, okay. Right? Okay. So you like this person. Yes. Like your heart pounds every time you you're next to them. Like you just want to be next to this person. At night, morning, just in school, at work, you just want to be next to this person like every moment of the day. Is there ever a scenario where you feel like people who are infatuated at that level would they ever choose to just stay friends without other outside like their personal choice?
0: No, they're
1: not going to. Not at all.
0: To stay friends?
1: Yeah. You think that person? I feel
0: like you could stay friends, then, yeah. But that's hard on you because you're very infatuated with this person. Like you would have to turn your head around to be like, it's like, yeah, I like this person, but I don't know if she likes me back. So I have to remain as friendly as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and then you have to hold back so much. Like how you mentioned, if you see her help another guy, like you're like, damn, I wish that was me like that just i don't know it just oh, it breaks my heart like that just sounds very you know it's it's very saddening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like i mean but it's real i'm i'm pretty sure like there's a lot of situations like that
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i do feel like guys steps, like then you do most of the work at that point but It's like you mm-hmm. work so hard at this point to, just to just to see if this person likes you then you're gonna have to work
1: 10 times harder yeah past that point. Okay. Hmm. I mean that's a hard one. <laughs> really hard. It definitely is. I just feel like and I'm not saying like any of this stuff is easy. I'm um, just naming But for me, I feel like in that situation you might be right, like it might be really difficult for somebody to I really like this person, but I see certain red flags, and I don't think this, this is going to work. I think it's better off if we stay friends. So I guess in that mm-hmm. mindset, we turn dumb. Mm-hmm. Like our IQ our lowers because we're really infatuated with this person. And I feel like that is what makes it difficult to, for people to like really think about the amount of work that goes into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've ever thought about how tasking the relationship was when you were younger when you were letting these guys chase you and you've actually reciprocated one of their feelings? No,
0: you know what?
1: Um you said how taxing it could be on. Yeah like mm-hmm. the, I don't think anyone thinks about like no I don't
0: like, think anyone ever thinks about the amount Mm -hmm. um but I feel like I feel like it the the task or like the heaviness of it on your shoulders
1: Mm -hmm.
0: differs depending on who you're with in that at that point of time Mm -hmm. I feel like that's because I feel like high school like that stage there like being with people that might be immature I feel like I was like I was putting in most of the work to kind of keep it afloat or like Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like to even make it go as far as what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might, I mean, you might other, like they might have been putting in some sort of work, but it felt very tasking on me to kind of keep the relationship together. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you meet someone who's mature, it's, it's tasking both ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's, yeah. it's, it's really heavy then. Right. Cause it's like, Depending on the seriousness of the relationship, it's like, damn, like I can't fuck up. Like you just you you just have no choice but to like you have to listen to this person. You have to really read into them. You have to think about what your what next move you're gonna make. You have to is this gonna affect them? Like it's like those the seriousness of the relationship I feel like does play a huge role in that <laughs> because you get to a point where you're like you're like, you're not thinking about yourself or like. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to think about the other person and what you say, what you do, yeah. what's the next step, like, can you bring this up to them, like, it's, it's a whole process, like, it's work, yeah. it's like real work, 24-8.
1: <laughs> I think, in retrospect, I've never thought about how tasking relationships can be. I have always romanticized it. I always thought like it would go as smoothly as possible. Yeah. And we don't factor in our complete personalities. Because you're never really given a hundred percent of a person, especially when you're just friends. They can give you like a certain piece of them.
0: Yeah,
1: unless you're like friends with this person for years you never really a 100% um, what it takes that person, like the amount of work it takes to keep the relationship alive, make sure it doesn't die out, you know? And I think like it's, when we're young, it's, it's very sweet because at the same time, you're not putting all of this information into just dating this person. And because I feel like if people thought logically of like actual relationships, I don't think it would be like a a different type of environment, people would probably not pursue more. They're probably like, yes, that's not something for me. And so when we're young, we romanticize dating, And we just believe that it will work out. Like this person will give me 100%. I will give 100% and it works out. But I think the more experience we have with dating, the more we realize that, oh shit, yeah, this this is like a job. Yeah, I agree. This is going to take time. This is going to take money. This is going to take... Experience it in and of itself. Yeah, and I feel like the cure to that is good communication, asking the right questions, and being open minded to that person's feelings and what they like and what they don't like. I think that that may work. No,
0: I think it. I like echo that one too. I feel yeah. like I just feel like if people were speak up more instead of like, because I feel like a, a lot of what it becomes is like you don't tell the person mm-hmm. what you need to tell them and you more so tell your girl or your guy what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what makes the relationship even harder. It's yeah. like, if you're not, how are they supposed to know to, that they need to change or how are they supposed to know that you're feeling this way if you don't express yourself?
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, if you don't speak up, you, you you might not speak up just because you're like, Oh, I don't want nothing to happen. I just don't. But then at that point you'll be 10 years in it. It'll just be dreadful. Mm. You'll be dealing with the same foolishness that you've been dealing with for years.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, so, I definitely the communication will help. Just speaking, like expressing yourself at some point, yeah. no matter what. It may <laughs> <can't> be ugly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Definitely. I mean, especially for like the younger generation. I don't know if we have young people watching this, but definitely try try to get your vocabulary up. Like, make sure you know. Right things to say, especially in a relationship.
0: Give
1: an example. Um, I mean, these are things that I've learned. Feel like from my communications class. I don't think a lot of people listen, like actively listen. When you ask somebody, like, what do you do for fun, and they like explain that to you, Mm -hmm. you probably in your mind it's probably like. Okay, get to the point. Let me pick up like these key things so I can like give her a gift later. I, but I, I feel first. like <laughs> I must bring to the point of a person. <laughs> like when you cut to the chase like that mentally, you're probably missing out on things that, um, like little things like you feel like you can pick up just from the way your partner speaks about certain things. And you can probably ask them more and then that becomes more of a conversation later. And so, to communicate, I think one thing that helps is to just sharp and listen. Like, see how they describe their day, see how they describe their hobbies, things that they like to do, and see where that takes you in terms of, like, how can I show this person that I really like them by doing certain things for them? Maybe it's an act of service. Maybe it's like gift giving. And we can talk about like love languages at a later time or a later episode. But um, I think listening is key. And I think that it's a moving force because once you take your time to like Take in if like your partner has a problem mm-hmm. with certain things and you do your best to solve that problem yeah. and they show that you actually listen and cared enough for you to solve it I think that will take you a long way do you think that there's something that is important for people who may not be as experienced with relationships? Many your times as a flirt?
0: Yes um I don't know I feel like I'm really I'm really big on like just gaining the experience
1: Okay.
0: Like I think that's it it might sound very bad like jumping from like one person to the next person and so forth yeah but I feel like
1: I think there's a healthy way to do that huh? I think there's a healthy way to do
0: that yeah yeah of course I mean make sure you're good first I mean Mm -hmm. you don't we don't want like a rebound situation or for you to like go back into the same situation bringing the same foolishness that you had mm-hmm. in the prior one mm-hmm. um but I feel like the more you meet people and you start to see different like because I feel like you'll learn how to have a conversation differently You and you'll also learn like you'll pick up on certain things like say for if the person doesn't know how to have conversations, and then they text him what you did what you're doing every freaking hour of the day. And it's like, well, I already told you, like how many times we're to we tell you what you're doing? Yeah. It's like, you get to see, like you learn a few things, like what, what's a nice way to open up this conversation? Like what else can I do other than like flirt with her? Or like, what else can I do other than play like 21 questions? Like get out of the like basic notion of like, this mm-hmm. is something that, you know, um, should be happening. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like just gain that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a healthy way, as Mm -hmm.
1: In a very healthy way, Um, No, you have a point. I mean, definitely don't throw yourselves out there, but I feel like the more you date, the more you know, of course, that's just experience in general.
0: But
1: the way you, it's like the way you date. Yeah, the way you date. It has
0: to be very intentional.
1: But with people who aren't as fortunate Of, like, in the dating atmosphere, definitely take some time to be self reflective. I feel like when you ground yourself, know how you are, you know your hobbies, you know, or your likes, your dislikes, you know what takes, what makes you tick. People take that as like mature. And like, when you make yourself interesting by picking up a new hobby or Traveling or experiencing the world for the first time, I feel like that makes you a more dimensional person, and that can elevate you. What is what is
0: this idea that we want? We want more than one-dimensional people.
1: I mean, when you're one-dimensional, I feel, especially as like someone who, who was a girl clown, I was just a nice guy. But I didn't really have any hobbies besides like playing games. I mean now like, that's pretty cool. But I didn't make myself interesting. And so what? what, what are you oh, it's interesting that you, you frame it
0: that way. Make yourself interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean by making yourself interesting is like picking up things that you enjoy. You learn more about them. And like that passion that you get or you gain from doing this stuff that you love, that rubs off of people. If you can make that thing interesting, and like you talk about it to other people, your friends, family, they'll be like, wow, you that's something you can do. That's something we believe in, and if you're passionate, that's what bursts drive motivation. Like if you find something that you're passionate about, I feel like that leads to other characteristics.
0: So it's more so like just putting yourself out there and venturing mm-hmm. to see your passion and like presenting that to other people instead. Like, not really. it's not like, cause you're not making yourself interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you're just, you're presenting your passion in a way. And then you're just seeing, I mean, cause some people will dislike your passion a whole lot.
1: Yeah of course but I mean that's that's the beauty of <laughs> this world like you don't have to fit the mood of one person and so there's people that dislike your passion and at the same time there's people that may like your passion mm-hmm. and so when you make yourself interesting you're basically um, because I don't think, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's, a, it's definitely a word of life. It's not like people are just born with just oh okay, I gotta make myself interesting. Like that's that's gonna be on my agenda today. Yeah. But what I mean, not I don't mean it as like something negative. I mean for it to be something positive because if. You do proceed to make yourself interesting. I feel that that can take you places. Like you probably discover something you've never thought you'd ever like in your lifetime, just by you making that first step. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, there's some people that may like one-dimensional people. Mm -hmm. At the same time, if your looks aren't going for you. Then, then you have to. That that, can, then you have to go all the way. And right? that's a lot of people. Not a lot of people are beautiful. Yeah. And at the at the downside of that, there's also the upside that your personality may be amazing, mm-hmm. or you may play the guitar really nicely. Yeah. Or you may have like superior artistic ability, or you can juggle. Like you can do something that not everybody can do. I get that. And then once you pursue that, or once you get out your comfort zone, you know, put some experience on your life, people gravitate towards that. And you have a story to tell. That's essentially what I mean by making yourself interesting. And I feel like any present simp right now who's struggling to find like that reciprocation, work on you first. I feel like. People put this negative aura around being single. Single? This singletude is the best opportunity because you don't have to wait on anybody's yes or no Mm -hmm. to do anything. You can travel. You can do anything you want on your own basis. You just need the money or you just need the time. Mm -hmm. And I think with my... Like me self reflecting, I'm glad that in college I didn't take that time to like get out of my comfort zone. And it was a push. It was definitely a push. Yeah. Do you have anything else for phase one?
0: Oh, liking someone?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I feel like what you mentioned just now was important as a coquette, too. Like just taking the time to be self reflective. Like as I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, As a as myself, like I feel like the flirting and the letting the guys chase you was obviously coming from like you wanted people to adore you or you just Mm -hmm. wanted someone to look at you, like you you wanted to be acknowledged. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. like I knew how I looked at that point, obviously. Like Mm -hmm. I could have said that, but it was like thinking about like always feeling like guys needed to just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. And I feel like if need be. Like, there needs to be a gap of you just taking time to feel, to understand what it means for you to be single or, like, Mm -hmm. for people to not be in your life or to be in your space. Because I feel like you get to a point where, you know, as the envision is, like, you're going to get older. You're going to, your body's going to change. Things are going to happen. And I feel like a big piece of that is that after a while, your body may not look like how you want it to look like. Mm -hmm. But, like, you can't expect guys to continue to be chasing. Right? And so what are you going to do when that time comes? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like definitely you could still be self-reflective and like, think about why, like why do you want someone chasing you to be deadlift? Mm-hmm. Why do you want that? Mm-hmm. Like you have to know what you're doing. Like don't be little deadly, like a beer in headlights <laughs> passing by some dude's fielding just because you want him to pop out or you're hoping that he's standing there.
1: Mm-hmm. Was there a way that in like retrospect do you feel like you could have made yourself more interesting?
0: That I could have made my you know what is interesting. I mean I feel like yes I was a you know a huge flirt and things like that but I was also like I was a one of like smart girls. Like mm-hmm. that's how I found myself like I mean at that point I was a smart girl. I was I mean, I had I didn't really like it was just school. School was number one like it was all I needed. And I feel like at that time what would have made me interesting to the guys that I was in contact with or like the the guys that I liked or that I crushed on Mm -hmm. was being like being a bad person. Like just being a bad student. Mm -hmm. Like doing all the things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing. Um, Like that is what would have been interesting because I was basically friend zoning all of the, the like guys that I wasn't really interested in mm-hmm. um and I mean really friend zoning. um but I don't know I guess it's mm. wow, you, mm. it's, a, it's 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 difficult like you see how you said your way of making yourself interesting is like getting people to you know like you're doing good things like, you're finding a hobby, you're finding something, you're speaking about it as a mm-hmm. passion. But, like, on my end, it's like, I had to figure out how I could get this, like, bad boy to like me. Yeah. It's like, how am I going to do that?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, like,
0: too smart. Like, why is he so dumb?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, things like that, which is really difficult. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's really hard. And I feel like that's where the conversation of, like, I guess you know at that point, like, if you have to do certain things like that, then those people probably aren't meant for you, mm-hmm. or you're probably picking the wrong kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna put it out the okay, you can have fun all you want, okay, but the guy you're probably chasing is not the right one, <laughs> he probably he definitely is. All the people that you're friend zoning, one of them, or those might be your best relationships that you can be learning from at this.
1: Definitely,
0: because I feel like there was a lot of relationships that I've gotten into that have like, you know, they push you to a point where you're like, "Like, where are the good ones anymore?" <laughs> that and it's it's not fun. It's that's just it's yeah. it's breaking down on you, and you know,
1: yeah,
0: it's not a good space.
1: Hmm. And I think with that, we can move on to phase two: acceptance and rejection. So we're gonna, I want to talk about rejection first, Okay. since that's the biggest, I think that's more hurtful than acceptance, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been rejected?
0: No. Mm-hmm. Could we think of, well that's like from the point we're thinking of, rejection in terms of, we've confessed. Mm-hmm or someone has confessed
1: mm-hmm. and I've just been they told me no. Yeah. I'm not interested. I I don't think I've
0: confessed. I've never confessed. So there mm-hmm. was no there was no next step of a rejection.
1: Oh so you've never felt rejection? No I've never felt rejection.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean um, i felt it for a hundred thousand people is go there.
0: I mean it's because I I don't chase people I just it's just I let it happen as it goes along and I think it's mainly because like that wasn't the first thing on my mind like Mm -hmm. a relationship like it was never oh I need it I need it I need to I like this person I need to find like I'm like it's a like I'm on a mission you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it was more so like a like a side thing if it happens it happens yeah. like I would like it, I would adore it like puppy love, ooh cute, that's nice but like I was always so focused on like just school and hanging out and like chilling and just being who I was that I was mm-hmm. like and like it, it, no one I've ever been interested in has pushed me to confess my feelings for them mm-hmm. so that that's also important I think that's, that's probably why like I haven't been to a place where I'm like like shit I need to tell him mm-hmm. I need to tell him that I like him like I, I need to. Like this is driving me crazy. Like I'll, it's just been me flirting, and if they flirted back, obviously it's something like you must be interested in some form of way. Yeah. So that's what it's been like. I'm and I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like a rejection and a breakup are just as equivalent.
1: <laughs> rejection and a breakup.
0: I feel like they're just as equivalent. Mm. I know there's a huge difference because yeah. they're, well, one, they're in two different spots and phases, mm-hmm. and then for one, like, that that's a hard-hitting, like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine me confessing my confessing to someone, like, you know, like, uh, imagine I'm sitting at the table with them, I'm like, I just want to tell you that I like you. If, imagine people sending that through a text message, yeah. you know, and then you reject it. I probably rejected people, and I know that shit feels
1: oh, bad, so I have, but I
0: don't, like, that feeling is always terrible. Okay. It's always terrible because I, I don't. ever want to make anyone like feel bad about expressing themselves, which is like the friend zoning ones. Like mm-hmm. I, all the people that I have friends with, that's basically a rejection, and mm-hmm. I can like, I can only imagine what that feels like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not like I wanted to sit there and go, No, "I'm not interested." In you. Like I'm just not. I'm genuinely just not interested. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't force myself to be that way because then it won't be really me. Okay, and I think that's. I mean, obviously like people who do get rejected, um, like they're not thinking about the other person and what their thought process is. But I guess like a huge part of that is like, I don't know, for me, I would sit there and try to think like, if this person rejected me, Mm -hmm. like why would I even want to pursue it any further? Like, would I, would it be their true self? Like, I don't want to force something that's, that is just not going to work. They don't want it to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to get there. It's, yeah. it's it's most likely hard to get to that point. But like, mm. I feel like that's a, that's a good a- question to ask yourself. Like if they rejected me, why, why would I want them past that point? Mm. Cause I don't want anyone forcing themselves to like me or forcing themselves to want to like indulge in like activities with me. Like they might mm. just regurgitate and throw up and vomit being out with you. Like
1: that's just not fun. I feel like- that, that's a good point that you bring up. I mean, speaking from experience, like, I've definitely been rejected multiple times. But. You've confessed, like,
0: you've
1: told someone you like them in And it took me a long time to confess. Like, confessing okay. was just, that was work. That wasn't an easy task for me. Um, but you brought up, like, why people still like the person after they've been rejected? No, of
0: course. I mean you're still gonna have those feelings. Okay. But I'm just I'm saying like it would you it's gonna be hard for you to get to that point, obviously, after you've finished expressing your sorrows and you're mm. like you're just sad and you're in a space, but like yeah, for you to make yourself feel better past that point, I feel like it's important for you to ask that question if this person rejected me. Yeah, why why would I wanna even That's true. It's like I just need to move on. Like I can't pursue this situation any longer. Like I want someone who's going to one hundred percent want to be with me.
1: I think that applies to self esteem. Yeah. Because some people feel like this person was the world to them and that rejection just felt like the whole world. Yeah. Just died. And so I feel like the level of your self-esteem and your experience of like actually dating, which is unfortunate because everybody is going to get rejected for the first time. They're, you're going to have your first rejection, and it's going to feel like the end of the world. But I promise you, it's not. It's not. And as a person who's been constantly rejected, I have grown to understand. My feelings during that rejection, mm-hmm. and I've grown to measure my self-esteem, and I begin to like think about like why do I think so lonely of myself, and why do I feel like this person has so much weight in my life, even though we've only met for like three months, and that's how feelings can push you. Mm-hmm. To that point, it is difficult to quantify that. So, I just want to tell people who are experiencing rejection just work on yourself. Work on yourself, reflect, and don't blame that person, but try to become a better you so that the next time you like someone, you have more to present to that person and realize that when you do become a better version of yourself that person is still a person at the end of the day and they can decide whether or not they're attracted to
0: you
1: so you're going to meet many, many, many no's if you're an average looking guy or an average looking girl right because unfortunately this world is run by Beauty, looks, attractiveness. If somebody doesn't click with you just by looking at you, you're going to have to put in that extra work. And sometimes that extra work doesn't really work out. And you're going to have to move on. So prepare yourself. Think about that as a whole. Rejection is just the first step of you growing, of you maturing as a person, mm-hmm. and you're realizing that at the end of the day, you're still breathing, you're still alive, and you still have your sanity as a person. Do you have anything else to add? Not really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> i wrapped up in the Okay. I don't want this to get too sad. I want it to be... It
0: seems like there's a lot of, like, you work. Yeah. There's a lot of like trying to get yourself in.
1: because it's going to hurt, and it's yeah. you.
0: Yeah,
1: it's the way you feel towards the situation. I mean, the person doing the rejection may feel bad by the end of the day. If you're the one that put yourself out there, you're gonna feel that hurt because you probably took you weeks, months to even muster up the courage to tell that person your real feelings. Yeah. And some people find their feelings really safe.
0: I mean, would you say it would be, since I haven't experienced it, would you say it would be beneficial for someone to think about the the things that they have done, like the fact that they even must like put up the coverage to even ask this person or to confess to this person these certain things. Like, should they focus on the fact of what they've accomplished to make themselves
1: feel? No. Do? Do um, yeah. That's that's definitely important. I'm not gonna say no to that. But I feel like some people may not even think about that. Like I just confessed
0: Yeah, this yeah. to a yeah. point where we're just like
1: so we're not thinking to... about
0: that. We're just thinking about mm-hmm. the simple fact that they projected us and we're not, exactly. like we're, we're just, like But this is a good you work, right? Yeah. Like to acknowledge the things that you've done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean with that with yeah. your statement, I feel like it's definitely a place where that person can recognize their confidence in that moment mm-hmm. and definitely recollect what just happened and be proud of yourself. You've yeah. confessed your sacred and valuable feelings yeah. to someone who's virtually a stranger. That's difficult, man. That's I'm really not, difficult. I'm, for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hard us people who chase and the people who just stand there and get chased.
0: But you know, I, it think it, it, I think it depends on the type of person you are. I don't take risks. I'm not mm-hmm. a risk taker. So like, if I go in there, and I don't know that if, if there has to be a definitive answer at this point. Mm-hmm. So like if I go to it, I'm like, damn, like, they can tell me yes, they can tell me no, they can tell me maybe they can be like so-so, they can be like, if you fix this, we can get it together. I just, I don't have time for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think it's also important for people to Know that that person likes them back in order to confess. Should that be like a, a prerequisite? It'll be.
0: I feel like people will show you whether they like you like that or not, mm-hmm. and I, they will.
1: You think it's the same for women? Because I heard women woman say, "Oh, I like like play hard to get."
0: Yeah, and it's but you know I feel like you have to interpret that because. Some women and they're playing hard to get. Like some of them are intentional, and some of them mm-hmm. are just doing whatever they're doing. But I mm-hmm. feel like some of those nonverbal cues or certain things being said can throw you off, and you'll yeah. be like, "I think she, does she like me or does she not like me?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I I just I think that's it's a bit difficult at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know who's playing hard to get anymore. Like y'all just need to stop the foolishness. <laughs>
1: Well, that's too yeah. What
0: do you fight? I mean, if you like someone, you're gonna. For me, it would be like you would flirt with them, like something there would be an indicator, mm-hmm. you know, like hanging out with them a lot, like sitting next to them. Like, there's yeah. little indicators that could get you to a point where you're like, hey, maybe she does like me, yeah. You know, like, I feel like, or like, maybe he does, like, oh, maybe he does like me, like, there's certain. You can read people's non-verbal cues, I feel like, a few of them, to know whether or not they like you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if, if it's your friend and she kind of, like, she's still, like, or he or she is still, like, kind of, like, pushed off, like, do you love them or do you give them a handshake? <laughs> like, which, what, is, what is the type of friendship you have? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like there are specific cues that people get. Is she smiling a lot? But, I mean, you, sometimes you can't even take that as something else. It's like mm-hmm. you have to really think about it. Mm-hmm. or like and then showing yourself like if she, has she shown parts of or he has he shown parts of himself that have let you indicate and they might i mean they might think i'm a really 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 good friend but mm-hmm. i don't know it was like i feel like you knowing is easier on you but it's also very i feel like i i'm jealous of people that are actually just open themselves up and just say like I like you and mm-hmm. just let it happen because I feel like you, you, you've you pushed the conversation just right then and there like mm-hmm. you're not waiting you're not holding off on it you're just like listen like I don't know if you do but I do and so just let me know if you do okay. and I mm-hmm. feel like because then you'll be waiting you who knows it what if you can't read nonverbal cues what if you yeah, you can't pick up can't read- what if you can't pick up certain like those little things that she's doing or like mm-hmm. certain like maybe like you guys do things like you give each other gifts or like but she only gives you a gift and she doesn't give anyone else or he gives you a gift and he doesn't give anyone else. Like yeah. there's there's certain yeah. little things, like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you do these special things for people mm-hmm. and like you don't know. Um and I feel like it's it's hard, like it's difficult.